is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everyone. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Before we talk about basketball, the end of the regular season, going into the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament, Derek, do you know what episode number today is? Oh, probably like 350. It feels like it. It feels like it. Uh, take it down 200 to 150 episodes of the Go Blue Crew. Now, if you're a longtime listener, uh, you've heard me explain before that that is an imprecise count because <laughs> we've uh, shifted platforms here and there, lost an episode here and there. It, I would say it's 150, give or take 10 or would you do more? Um, I wanted to say give or take 25, but you know, we've definitely uh, done well over a hundred. If you count our volunteer hours <laughs> with the gold blue radio, um, you know, if you, you count some of the double episodes we've done, um, some of the times where we've had to start over recordings. Oh man. Um, well, if yeah. we count all of those, this might be 350. It could probably be 500 if we count all of that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we've been doing this for a while, but you know, 150 is what it says. And so 150 is what we'll go with. Yeah, there's something to be proud of too. I'm glad we we can, you know, peg our reputation to something as prestigious as 150 episodes of a podcast. I think that's something to, to be uh, to be proud of. Put on the resume maybe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's a good resume builder. 150 episodes, you know, that's that's more loyalty and commitment than, you know, us millennials, you know, give a lot of our employers these days. Good luck so, finding that kind of commitment in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, says the, the married man and the, the soon-to-be-married man. Yeah, we're not... We can only say that because uh, we are in good positions yeah. ourselves. <laughs> no, it's a it's been a, been a long ride. We've been through, uh, you know, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Not only in terms of podcasts, but in terms of the teams we cover, mostly you mm -hmm. know Michigan basketball and Michigan football. And uh, yeah, it's been a wild, you know, 2020, 2021. Had a, the worst football season we've ever done on the podcast, and one of the best basketball seasons we've ever done on the podcast. So. Well, you know, speaking of up and ups and downs, uh, this whole basketball season has been pretty much an up. But man, these last few games, a loss against Illinois, and then you come back and win against Michigan State to, to wrap up the regular season conference title, but then you lose to Michigan State in the regular season finale. Uh, I initially, you know, I think I blew things a little out of proportion in my own head losing two of the last three, including that one against Michigan State, just pretty much a flop. But is there something to to be worried about there, or is it just end of the season, tough schedule, whatever, move on? Yeah, there's a couple of things to consider, you know, wrapping up the Big Ten Championship, just beating Michigan State in your home floor convincingly by, you know, 19, 20 points. Um, you know, the end of the season, you know, after a, you know, they took that long break off due to the COVID stuff. Um, you know, you you find yourselves back in the thick of the Big Ten season, and, and Michigan played really well there. They you know they opened up on a uh, a road win at Wisconsin. They beat Ohio State in the road. They took down Iowa. 
And then Illinois came into town, you know, without a star player uh, and just pummeled Michigan in, in similar fashion that Minnesota did in their only other loss up to that point. Um, and then, you know, Sunday, it just felt like a game Michigan was going to lose to me. Uh, I think that why it feels worse now is because we became accustomed to Michigan winning and winning convincingly. And so when you lose in the fashion you do to Iowa uh, and then you lose to Michigan State after dominating them, you know, just a few days earlier, it seems like bad timing for a loss. But I'm trying to take the approach of it's good timing for a loss. Michigan can see what a great opponent can do to them when they're on an off night in Illinois. Uh, and they, you know, showed that they can be beatable by a team like Minnesota that went on to be terrible. I think they're, you know, one of the last two teams in the conference at the, you know, the final standings. Um, and, and Michigan State, a team that was hot. They beat Ohio State. They beat um, Illinois. They beat Michigan. You know, they're going to find them. They've, they've played their way into the tournament, essentially. Um, but it's a game that shows that, hey, you know, we're beatable to a team that might be, you know, subpar this year. Um, so maybe the losses are good, um, but they don't feel any better, especially after the all the fun we were having earlier this season. I think the obvious thing in those two last losses um, is is that the the effort didn't seem to be there. It looked a little lackadaisical, uh, to use a, a two dollar word. But is that the saying? Two dollar word. I just kind of threw that out there. Is it a ten dollar word? You know, the, it might be a $10 word. You know, word. I think the $2 word phrase was... <laughs> that was I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I think Vaxendaisical was, was uh, plenty, and then you went with the $2 <laughs> word and just added right to it. You get what I'm saying, though. I do, I do, it, yes. It, uh, it just didn't... It looked a little lackluster, you know, to use another nice word. But there was also just a key key scorers, key offensive players... You know, not really being there. Franz Wagner against Illinois only had two points and was pretty quiet until uh, kind of like the latter part of the second half against Michigan State. Uh, Isaiah Livers against Illinois had seven points and didn't do great either against Michigan State. Same thing with Hunter Dickinson. Like, you expect those guys in some combination to show up. And when only one of them shows up or when none of them show up in a significant way, We've seen the outcome now a couple times, and uh, it, it's not just bad. Like, it's ugly. It, it, it's like a really bad game to watch. Reminds me a bit of uh, the Texas Tech game from a couple NCAA tournaments ago. And, well, I guess technically one NCAA tournament ago since we didn't have one last year. But um, it looked like that to me. It's just like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing out there? This does not look like the Michigan team that we've been watching all season. And so for me, I think that's, that's the thing to perhaps be most worried about because you would assume that no team would have any issue, like giving it a hundred percent in the conference tournament or the NCAA tournament. It's just a matter of, you know, can you withstand like one or two guys having an off night? And uh, in Michigan's case so far, like the answer has pretty much been yes. Uh, when you look at other games, I mean, not, it can't be everybody in double figures every night, but then there are some games where like they can't make up for it or nobody's having a good night. And I think those are the things to be worried about going forward. 
Yeah, I think that's tough because we had Lenny's chiming in here. This is the most frustrating part to him as he watches the uh, Michigan <laughs> basketball season. Um, I think the, you know, the hardest part is, you know, we used to talk about what, how Michigan's going to lose, whether it's going to be Hunter Dickinson not performing or, you know, who can, you know, have an off night um, and, and Michigan could get away with it. But when multiple guys are having off nights, you know, Lenny's I'm telling you when multiple guys are having <laughs> off nights, um, you know, that's a challenge to watch. Um, and then you have Eli Brooks go down in a game where, you know, Michigan tried turning it on way too late in general against Michigan state. But, you know, when you have multiple guys that are quiet, there's nothing from Hunter. There's nothing from Franz, you know, Isaiah livers is quiet. Um, and you're seeing a guy like Mike Smith, um, you know, do most of the scoring, you know, against Illinois, Eli Brooks um, was there. And, you know, you don't want that in conference play at the end of the season. You don't want that in the conference tournament. You definitely can't afford to have that in the NCAA tournament. And I think, you know, what we're going to see here is, you know, can Michigan withstand some of these runs that these other teams in the Big Ten are going to try to put on in the tournament with guys maybe not playing up to their potential. Now, hopefully every guy plays up to their potential. They breeze through the first couple of games and get a rematch with Illinois. So those fans will finally stop talking. They won't stop talking ever, but you know, a win, at least splitting the the matchups and one that, you know, a game that actually is determining a conference champ um, would be huge for Michigan. But yeah, you know, I don't like the way they lost to Illinois, you know, at all you know i'm not a big fan of the loss to michigan state you know minnesota was rough but it was so long ago that it's hard to even recall what i felt at the time uh, because they just came back and responded so well um and that's kind of what you know i was hoping for for this illinois losses you know the last time they got beat bad they they came back and blew out a couple of teams look like they're going to do that with the first matchup against michigan state and then here we are with another loss and so it's only three on the year you know, I think we'd be, um, you know, joking and, and thinking that we were crazy if we would have called for only three losses at the beginning of the season um, on this podcast. Um, even if we would have known that they weren't going to play for 23 days, I think we would have probably guessed more, you know, five plus win or five plus losses at least. But yeah, you know, weird times. And I just hope that when Friday rolls around, they're ready to play because my guess is they're playing Michigan State again. Mm, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, first, I laugh at Lenny because I'm imagining not knowing who Lenny is. <laughs> and the, it's, it's his toy, right, that we're hearing? It yeah, sounds a like little, a child. Uh, little chicken toy, yeah. It's, it sounds like a child whining. <laughs> That's the only reason I laugh. It's, it's funny to, to put myself in a, in a position where I'm like, who is Lenny, <laughs> you know? Um, Michigan. Before we get into the bracket stuff in the in the uh, both tournaments, like is Michigan a capable team without Eli Brooks? You know, because we don't have enough information from Juwan Howard to know if he's going to be available or not, or you know if he has to miss a game or two or whatever. Like, uh, but we've seen what Michigan looked like in a full game without him earlier in the season, and that bad loss to Minnesota, and then he was not there for most of the game. Uh, in the loss to Michigan State. And so when Eli Brooks is not on the court, Michigan pretty much goes to hell. And he obviously can't be doing that in the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament. So is this team uh, 
is it really a, a like a true you know top top dog in these tournaments without Eli Brooks? Yeah, I think with Eli Brooks, you've got to look at that Minnesota game and. A lot of people blamed it on, you know, they were down Eli Brooks. People were joking if they lost to Michigan State, you know, Michigan's going to blame it on Eli Brooks. Or if he's not in the tournament and they lose, it's Eli Brooks. I think he's really important. And I think, you know, the thing that's going to be missed the most is, you know, he had some experience starting really early on. And he's got that insane experience like in Isaiah Livers. And even more so because he hasn't dealt with injury that, it might be one of those things that you can't always see it on the court because he's never going to light you up for 30 points. Um, You know, he's never going to have all of the highlight plays, but there's enough moments this season where I've thought, wow, I'm very thankful for Eli Brooks in that moment or in that game. And I think if you don't have him, um, yeah, this team, you know, isn't significantly worse, but I think they're going to struggle especially because he's so reliable at that two spot, can play the one really well if Mike Smith needs a break. Um, you know, Zeb Jackson hasn't looked great overall this season in the little time he's had. He didn't look totally uncomfortable out there. But again, Michigan State didn't play great basketball for most of that game. And so he wasn't asked to do a lot. You know, he mostly came in and tried to be a little bit of a facilitator. But if you compare the two, and that's nothing against Seb Jackson because he's going to be a really good player for Michigan. But Eli Brooks is, you know, he's a starter for a reason. And I think that without him, Michigan's a different team. And I lose a lot of confidence in a deep tournament run, um, you know, really for any team who's down a star. Now, uh, Illinois obviously found a way to beat Michigan badly, um, down a significant player. Um, and so it's definitely possible. I think, you know, if there's a time for him to heal, it's this Big Ten tournament weekend. Um, and hopefully Michigan can still put on some good performances without him. But, you know, ultimately, hopefully he was just in the boot for a reason. Um, and that reason was just, hey, you know, if we lose this game, we lose this game. Let's get him healthy uh, by the end of the week. Uh, and so I'm hopeful that he plays. Obviously, the team's hopeful he plays. Um, and then if he can't go for the Big Ten tournament, you know, they've got another about a week or just less uh, until they need him for the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I think it's a significant loss if he's not there, especially when he gets to the NCAAs. Okay, so Michigan's first game in the Big Ten tournament is going to be Friday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. I don't know what that's about. Uh, I'm going to be at work. Derek, I know you're working from home. Can you – yeah, I don't want to get you fired, but are you going to be watching that game? I will be paying attention some way, shape, or form. I can't tell you. I'll have my eyes glued through the entire thing, or maybe I will. You'll never okay. know. We'll yeah, talk about uh... it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> off, we'll, we'll keep that one off the record for you. So you know. No, you're you're spot on though. The eleven thirty. I even saw some people kind of correct that to twelve thirty Eastern. I think probably assuming that that's what it was with these times being central. But you know, this is Indianapolis. Um, So that's not the case. Um, And yeah, I don't know if that's just, you know, allowing that extra space um, that you need, you know, during a a pandemic, during tournament time. You know, I noticed that some of those um, NCAA games, you know, some of those first rounds, second rounds go from like Thursday to Tuesday or something wild like that. Um, So things are going to look different. But yeah, you know, getting ready for an 1130 a.m. game in a season that you've also played a 9 p.m. game seems a little odd to me so you know whoever it is Maryland or Michigan State 
you know, I just hope they're ready because that's some, uh, you know, some classic uh, morning basketball. You know, I haven't done that since my little kid day Saturday morning basketball league. So, yeah, yeah. you know, eleven thirty, be prepared, and and then you know the next day is one. You know, that final day is usually mid afternoon. I think it's three thirty. Um, but yeah, you know, you've got to go back to back to back um, if you're gonna you know continue to win, and it's. Uh, a good sign because I think Michigan proved even under Juwan Howard in their first tournament that they're capable of doing so. He usually has a pretty good game plan. Um, and that's kind of, you know, where I want to focus for this tournament is I haven't doubted Juwan Howard and the coaching staff really one time this season. Um, you know, I think when Michigan's lost, it's just come down to players not executing or other players on the opposing team executing better. Um, and so just a lot of credit to him. You know, he won. And it was announced today, um, you know, coach of the year in the Big Ten for a reason, could easily win it uh, nationally as well. But, you know, his game plan, even if it's going back-to-back games, um, is going to be good. It's just a matter of if Michigan can execute. And I think they'll do so through the first couple of games. I'm just curious to see who they match up with in the championship. Okay, so, like, let me give you a scenario here. There are obviously numerous ways this could go down, but let's say Michigan opens with Michigan state. Let's say that Michigan state beats Maryland on Thursday. Uh, if Michigan wins that, you know, you're probably looking at Purdue or Ohio state. Ohio state's a five seed might be difficult to believe considering how well they did for most of the season. Now, how well they played Michigan. Um, and then if you win that, you go on to the championship game, maybe Illinois or Iowa. Uh, do you like that? that run there like like can michigan win another big 10 tournament if that's how it goes down this big 10 tournament seems a lot tougher than than even the year they probably shouldn't have won with the you know the plane incident um you know this is a very quiet you know quietly good purdue team that's really turned it on late in the season you know in ohio state a game that already went down to the wire basically you know now you've got to get past michigan state who I think is hot enough to beat Maryland. And so that's going to be a challenge because you just lost to them, you know, playing a team for the third time is hard. And so, yeah, I would guess Michigan state challenge, you know, Ohio state challenge Purdue, you know, you like the chances because of the, the first matchup, but you know, still a challenge because they're hot as well. And then, you know, down the board, assuming again, like you mentioned, Illinois and Iowa, both really good teams. Um, and so no matter what that, you know, first, uh, matchup looked like you know it could go the opposite way um, so this is probably the toughest path to a Big Ten championship we've seen in a long time and I think that's you know it makes sense because people have been saying that this is the best the Big Ten's been in years and I think that's what makes Michigan's you know only three losses really impressive because they did that in a year where many people you know around the league around the nation have considered the Big Ten to be you know the best um, or at least one of the best conferences. And then again, you know, best it's been in, in quite some time. And so, yeah, tougher path than ever. Um, but, you know, they'll say that this was the toughest season to play in the Big Ten uh, in a long time. So I guess we'll see what Michigan team shows up. Last thing I want to ask you here, I think most people still have Michigan at a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Does Michigan need to win a game in the Big Ten tournament to keep that solidified or do you think like if they if they drop that first game to michigan state or maryland or are they uh perhaps looking at like a number two seed 
the last I had looked, um, it felt like a lot of those teams in that top 10 were in the Big Ten. Um, you know, but just to keep it really simple, I'd say yes. I think you do need to win uh, a rematch against a Michigan State or take care of business against Maryland in that first game. I think you can afford to maybe lose after that because it would be to another team, what, in the top 15 at least. Um, but that gap that those top four teams had originally made and still, you know, that gap that can be there even with Illinois in the mix um, is, you know, it's pretty big. Um, and so that one seed's probably safe either way, but I'd say for sure, you know, that first win solidifies it. And then obviously anything you do um, in the win column after that, uh, you're just playing for, you know, a better one slot, I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, next time we do this, Derek, we'll have watched the whole Big Ten tournament. We'll know what's going to happen in the NCAA tournament. It's kind of a weird time where uh, there's there's about to be a lot happening in the next, like, five days or so. But this is March, right? I mean, this is what we look forward to all year long. It's the, it's one of the most exciting times of the year. and And, of course, you know, it's made double exciting by the fact that this is our 150th episode. <laughs> Got to throw it in hey, there. Hey, in the again. next episode, if it's happening on a Tuesday, no, that's my birthday. So we go from 150 wow. to a birthday podcast, have a couple of celebration drinks, hopefully celebrating a one seed for Michigan coming off of a Big Ten tournament championship. If not, you know, those beverages are sometimes used to, you know, cure sorrows, which could be possible too. But, you know, I'll be celebrating myself that Tuesday, which is, you know, usually when we record, um, we'll see, you know, but either way, you know, we'll talk about how frustrated we were to watch Michigan in the tournament, but how excited we are and how they can respond or, you know, Michigan will be a hot team again coming off of a big 10 tournament championship. And, you know, we'll be talking about what it will mean for them to, to win the whole thing potentially. Mark your calendars for Derek's birthday. Doesn't matter what else happens outside of that. Get back here next week and, Half the episode will be uh, highlights of Derek's life up to now when he's through his first uh, 27 years of life. Is that right? Close. Close. 28. Uh, 28. Okay. Going to be the big 29 this, this wow. year. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll get back here next week and we'll just party hardy for that and we'll talk Heck about yeah. Michigan. Take care. Until then, go blue. Go blue.